Oh, hey, people. <coughs> okay. Was that a sentimental weight by Sprompty Antihero? Um, yeah, go check his stuff out. That was just a sample. I, uh, did some stuff. I did some stuff. I It's been a very busy time. Please go check out Sprompty Antihero on, uh, YouTube. I promise it's worth the wait on listening to it. And it's pretty soulful music if I will, if I do say so myself. And welcome to the Carl Experience. Season 2, Episode 4. Or no, Episode 5. God, I moved the wrong piece, <laughs> wrong piece of paper in this shuffle of whatever. Okay. <coughs> Just to confirm what some of you may or may not know, I have been gone for one day shy of two weeks. Uh, right after I did my last podcast, I was pretty much down and out. As I was saying, I was sick with a enormously bad sinus infection. Apparently, I was like a week or two from actually spending a month in the hospital. Um, it was that bad. And shortly thereafter, like a day or two later, my wife went to the hospital and kind of found out she had a sinus infection as well. But yeah, I'm ugh, I'm doing a lot better than I was before. I mean, the coughing's calmed down. I'm finally on an a course of antibiotics. So, yay me, but yeah, I want to let you guys know that I was, I was in a really bad physical shape to be doing anything. Apparently, I'd been suffering with this for like two months, so it was festering. Um, that's that. I've plugged Sprout. Uh, now, um, I want to acknowledge something I acknowledge on Facebook. Um, ours, I'm not sure how, how much more before the Super Bowl happened. But there's a local pastor here in Wichita, Kansas, and he was in charge. He was in. He was charged with uh, um, Grace. Was it Grace United Methodist or Grace Grace Baptist. Grace Baptist Church over on Seneca and Pawnee? He died uh, 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 getting ready for the uh, Super Bowl yesterday. So that was a huge loss to them. My thoughts got to his uh, uh, family and his friends and his congregation as he is one of the reasons I was able to get my daughter out of state's custody. My youngest daughter, mind you. Now, that having been said, I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl for just a short length of time, and I do mean short, because there's no point in rehashing through a bunch of old shit. Um, the Super Bowl was... Unique this year. Um, it's funny that people are saying this is the first. This is the first Super Bowl the Chiefs have won in 50 years. Well, according to records, since the AFL instead of the NFL, since the AFL finally died off, it is the first Super Bowl that the Chiefs have had. So officially, and I even asked Google this and looked it up, since the dismantling of the AFL. The Chiefs, this is the only Super Bowl victory that the Chiefs have had in the NFL. Not representing the AFL. They were representing the NFL. So, in fact, it is their first unbiased, wholly one organization Super Bowl victory. And before anybody says anything weird, 
Remember, they were part of the AFL as the Texans. No relation to the Houston Texans, because I know one of you is probably bound to say something like that. <coughs> but they are not that organization. Now, having said that, uh, I'm glad, uh, I'm happy for the Chiefs fans. I mean, they finally get something to celebrate after decades of work. Am I particularly happy with the uh, refereeing and judgment calls? Done by the rest? Not particularly, but what am I going to complain about? I'm going to complain about much ado about nothing because, it, uh, honestly, like the one touchdown that the Chiefs got that I disagreed with, they could have easily gotten back, uh, uh, came back after it being called and scored an easy touchdown from the same exact position without the controversy, which I think they should have done if they were being smart about it. But, you know, what do I know? I'm not the officiant, so at least the Chiefs won. They had, a, a, they, they had a nice Super Bowl victory. If San Francisco had won, my wife was going for them. It would have been a nice victory for them. It would have been their sixth Super Bowl victory. And, uh, yeah, all that. So I think it came, uh, personally me, <coughs> I think it came down to the actions, the quarterback action in the game. And by that I mean... And uh, I'm sure there's one of you who really doesn't give a damn, but this is just a quick summation. The game pretty much relied on what the quarterback was doing, and the San Francisco 49ers quarterback uh, Garoppolo was doing a lot more running backs. He was doing a lot. Of, he was doing a few plays that were out of place for him, like running out of the pocket and trying to run or trying to run on his feet. And he's not a running quarterback. He is a single shot quarterback. He likes throwing the ball. That's about it. And he was relying a lot on his running backs and whatnot. And as then there's the quarterback, uh, Patrick Mahomes, for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, which is a Kansas team, not a Missouri, which is not a Kansas team. It's a Missouri team. Sorry, I just made that gaffe, but at least I corrected it in the same broadcast. But um, Patrick Mahomes is a triple threat. He can throw. He can throw in a. He can play in a clutch situation, and he can run the ball, making him just like Aaron Rodgers, only. Much, much younger. This kid is, what, 24-some-odd years old? Okay. Now, with that glaring out, we've said congratulations to the Chiefs, and we hope to see uh, the San Francisco 49ers in a better light next year, maybe in the Super Bowl, maybe not. Me, personally, <coughs> I want to see my team go against them next year in the, in the same championship game right before the Super Bowl, but... Enough about that. Let's keep moving on. Next up, I'm going to get political with a uh, quick bit here. Um, seeing as how I only have literally not even a paragraph worth of words to run off of in this episode because I wanted this episode hot and fresh like a chicken McNugget, you know, drop it like it's hot. And yes, I am aware of how retarded that sounded, but it's okay, you know. I'm not going to do bring up a song that says, ooh, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it, no. Anyway, <laughs> now that some of you are probably wondering, what the hell am I smoking? Cigarettes, only a few a day. Now, I want to talk about draining the swamp and what this means. We're going to cover a couple topics on this, uh, on, on this podcast, yes. Because I have an hour to fill up, and I'm only 8 minutes, 8, 8, 8 minutes, 15 seconds or so into this podcast, and i got to fill out enough. Now... <laughs> a lot of people have been talking about draining the swamp. 
especially uh, uh, pundits, people who act as though they are political experts. Well, I'm not a political expert. I'm just seeing it through my own lens of independent viewing. Now, a lot of people, especially uh, Republicans right now, are, are saying that the swamp needs to be drained. And these are guys who've been in the who've been in Congress 20, 30 years. Well, the problem is, Bucko, if you've been in Congress that long and all you've done is you uh, uh, be a partyist, which is literally only work with your own party, period, don't do anything to help anybody else out, then you are, in fact, part of the swamp. You are, in fact, the swamp. A lot of people are saying the swamp is just, you know, all the, is uh, Pelosi, Schumer, Nadler... <coughs> and uh, possibly even Schiff, I think, is one that's being thrown around popularly. Well, guess what? There are just as many, if not more, on the Republican side. Look at Mitch McConnell. He is a part of the swamp. Anybody who's been there for more than 15, 20 years is a part of the swamp, especially if they never, especially if all they did is go to college, become a lawyer, and then join into Congress or politics. That's what the swamp is defined as. Politicians. Lawyers who get who represent uh, who represent citizens. I'm sorry about. It. I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm being hypercritical, but I'm not. I think it's funny that they espouse these misinformational truths, but they have no problem extorting information from whom they want. And me, I'm looking at this from I'm looking at this from the outside looking in. So. I'm seeing all the. Uh, I'm seeing everybody say, "Drain the swamp." Well, the swamp is everybody who hasn't done anything for their constituencies. And like Mitch McConnell, he is a partyist. I don't mind a little bit of partisan uh, effort, you know, working for your own party to a certain point. But there's when there's no elections coming up, you don't have anything to worry about. Do something for the damn United States. And. As far as this impeachment business goes, I'm not going to say whether it's good or bad because I'm not sure whether it's going to be good or bad. I mean, I, be I believe that if uh, it gets, if the impeachment gets swept under the rug, then something is going to be, we're going to be shy of what, uh, what we're required to do. Should I, do I think they need to call uh, witnesses? Yes. Call up uh, 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 Bolton call up the Bidens. I don't give a crap what the Bidens did right now. Personally, it doesn't it doesn't really matter much to me. Uh, you know, and, but the thing, like I've said before, if, um, if Trump is innocent and Bolton was supposed to be his saving grace, it was supposed to be his exoneration card, why didn't he use him before now and why is he blocking him now? Now President Trump is saying, oh, you guys can't use him. Because I have executive privilege. Okay, but if it exonerates you completely, why would you defer to anything else other than just exonerating yourself completely? I would assume if you were innocent, you would shove him in the other uh, other party's face. You're like, here, take a whack at this uh, 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 pinata. Now, that having been said... I think that uh, uh, the Republicans denying them witnesses and uh, inf uh, uh, information 
I don't think it's necessarily bad, but here, and uh, I'm not being partisan, so I will say this. <clears throat> if if uh, the Democrats say, well, we have, enough, we have tons of evidence. We don't need any more evidence to bury him. And then when they go to do it, they're like, oh, we need more evidence. You're contradicting yourself. And I'm not saying that's what the Democrats have done. I haven't heard them say that they need more documents. Uh, they may have said it, but I didn't hear it yet. And I'm more than happy you guys send me all, a whole bunch of shit of them stating in context that they need more information. They need more document uh, documentation or whatever. I'm willing to listen to that as long as it's in context. And in context, I mean them coming out and flat out saying, okay, we need more information. We need more documentation of this. Not just, well, we need more information. Because that's out of context. In context has to do with impropriety on the part of the president. And I'm not making this exacting. I'm actually asking for bare minimum here. So I'm, a, I, I'm letting all of you know that it's okay for me not to agree with everything. It's okay for you not to agree with me. I understand that. I implore you to be deplorable. I implore you to, be, to question even everything I say. But I find that every, I, I usually think that everything I say <coughs> is usually pretty well thought out and categorized as such. And, you know, just this is so you guys know. If if they call up the Bidens and they find the Bidens guilty of whatever, okay, well, in my book, Biden has really evaporated his chances, in my opinion. I don't think Biden should run for president. I think Biden's term to run came when Trump was running the first time. That was his window, missed it, you know, uh, fuck off and move on. That's my opinion of Biden. Right now, I think it's Judge and... Uh, Let's see, Buttigieg and Sanders, and Klobuchar and Warren holding out the end with Yang somewhere in the middle. I really don't get Yang, but then again, I haven't really paid attention because most of the stuff he has said, honestly, doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense to me. And I know I may not be the smartest guy alive or in the room. I try to be, but it isn't always the case. But honestly, some of the stuff that Yang says makes no damn sense from business or a personal perspective. <coughs> now, uh, gotta check my time here. Let's see. Okay, we're we're cutting along pretty good, pretty decent swath. Okay, I want to bring something up because Laura Witham uh, has this deep affinity for pets, and me owning uh, a big dog myself, I get that. And I'm pretty sure some of the rest of you are animal lovers or owners or both. You have your fur babies, I get that, I understand that. Now, here's something that'll rock, especially Laura. This might rock a few more of you. Here in Wichita, Kansas, a dog was dumped in a dumpster in its kennel. And this, they found the lady who did it, and her dog was emaciated, and it's every, you can see this dog's curvature of its pelvis. This dog was in bad condition. I saw the dog, and literally my wife looked at me and asked what was wrong. I was almost ready to throw up at how bad this dog looked. It was that bad. And I've seen some pretty bad dog injuries. This made me want to throw up, and I've got an iron stomach. This dog was emaciated. It was, it was uh, as far as I know, it was abused. You can look the story up on KSN.com. But here's the thing. The lady who, got, uh, the lady who did this animal cruelty... 
somehow she got, as far as I know, unless I've changed the uh, thing on it, she somehow only got a misdemeanor. Animal cruelty at that level is supposed to be a felony, period. First time, no, no gimmies, no mulligans. First time you get caught doing that shit, you're a felon. She should be a felon. Yes, this pisses me off. When I throw up looking at a picture of a dog who looks like it's a bag of bones, literally, I feel the need to speak up about it. And yes, I have said things about that on Facebook, on KSN's page, and... Still, I think she's only being charged with a misdemeanor. This is a felony. Clear case of a felony. She couldn't take care of her dog? What? Was she not smart enough to uh, call the Humane Society and uh, surrender the fucking dog to people who could actually take care of it? If I can't take care of my dog, God forbid, but if I ever got to that point, yes, I would turn my dog into the Humane Society, into their drop box, because yes, my dog is important to me. And my dog does not deserve to die because I can't take care of it. Period. The end. End of story. And that's why I usually go <coughs> with larger breed dogs. Now, I know some of you like small breed dogs. <coughs> and I'm not saying that's alright for you. Just for me, small breed dogs are not my thing. And I'm totally okay. I know Laura has a couple of small dogs. And I get that. And I'm... They're cute dogs. I'm just not a small dog per I'm just not a small dog person. I will admire a small dog. Anybody else a small dog? You can ask my wife. I will gladly express joy and adulation at them, but I'm not gonna go postal on them because they're not my dog and I'm I'm glad that the owner's happy, but that's not what makes me happy. Me, I love my ninety-five pound lug of a dog who loves to slobber all over me when she gets done drinking her bowl of water. <laughs> <coughs> and that's just my thing. <coughs> Sorry, my throat's a little dry for some reason. But, uh, yeah. I don't... I'm not going to bash you for owning a small breed dog. I really am not going to. And this wasn't a small breed dog that was uh, uh, tortured. This is, we're talking, what was it, medium to large size dog, I think? Yeah, it was easily medium to large sized dog. And, um, yeah, this dog looked, I mean, this dog looked, this dog looked bad. Like, if that was my dog, uh, huh? Really bad. Yeah, if it had been, if it had been my, if it had been, like, my dog having been stolen, and if she showed up and then they contacted me telling me that's what my dog looked like, I would literally want to go in a car, drive to the person they found it at, Ask them if they're the ones who did that, and then beat the ever-loving shit out of them. To hell with the law. I would take the law into my own hands at that point, because that's my dog. And yes, my dog is microchipped to me. They call me if my dog has issues. Let me take a drink here real fast so I can wet my whistle and get my uh, vocal cords going. Oh, God, that feels a little better. Okay. I am going to, uh, uh, of course, check on this animal uh, cruelty situation to see if he was charged with a felony or just a misdemeanor, because if it was a misdemeanor, then I think that we have to vote out, the, uh, uh, vote out our district attorney, because if they can't do this one simple thing, 
and more and people who are more violent than that are getting off too. Well, I say get the get rid of the uh, dumbass in office. Get rid of this district attorney and uh, get them the hell out. Get somebody else in there who actually gives a damn about this sort of thing because it's bullshit. It is. It's a load of crap. It shouldn't be allowed. And if I if I did that, they'd have my ass locked away and then charge me with a felony while I was in jail. And I wouldn't get the benefit of a, oh, well, I couldn't do this, I couldn't, no, it's no excuses. When you own an animal, you take responsibility for the damn thing. When my animal, <coughs> when, if my animal runs out, God forbid she runs out, if she, go, if she actually runs at full pace, I have to be on a bike or in a car to catch up with her ass. She's that big. It wouldn't take her long. She just works up a little bit of effort and she's gone. She could, she could distance a block in a few seconds. She's that big. But if she gets out and bites somebody, that's not the dog's response. Now, if, they, if somebody was teasing her or throwing crap at her, I could see her biting them. But if my dog just randomly attacks somebody for no reason and bites the person, that goes to me. That's my responsibility for, for my dog getting out of my place or out of my control and going somewhere I am not. I am fully able to take that on as my responsibility. I'm responsible. I'm the human but my dog doesn't do that. My dog has gotten out of the house, uh, what, once? And, um, she didn't bite anybody. In fact, I think she passed a few people on her little uh, jog on our block. And she didn't do anything. She, uh, in fact, I saw, her, I saw her running past a kid. <coughs> and the kid became the wall. I mean, this kid, fuck, this kid flew up against the wall and got flat. And my dog literally looked at the kid and just kept on going. My dog was at a jog and didn't bother biting a kid or anything else. My dog actually went to the bathroom in another dog's t in another dog's territory that lives on the same block, lives on the other end of the block. Went to the bathroom there, and then apparently my wife caught the dog or uh, caught my dog or whatever. But yeah, it was still my, it would still have been my fault if if my dog had bit anybody. Just like my wife takes the same thing. That's why we have had to start training her to respond to us whistling. That way when she tries to run after people barking, she doesn't do any harm. And yes, this is a huge thing. I still want to know how this lady who's got this emaciated dog only got a misdemeanor. Yes, it bugs me, as it should you, as it should everybody. Except maybe the Asian people who apparently in some countries eat dogs, which I know you think is rather nasty, but cultural differential right there. It's a lens of culture. <sighs> uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm still getting used to... My voice just went back to being this in the past, like, 24 hours. So, I'm still getting used to it. I was kind of hoarse last night because... <coughs> you got look at the TV. But that's, you know, Super Bowl talk right there. But, now, um, as far as anything else goes, I'm not sure. But, um... I'm going to start, well, I'm going to pay a little more attention to uh, current events, but uh, here, uh, I, I saw a post on uh, Facebook about somebody holding these wipes up about the human coronavirus, and everybody's so worried about a coronavirus. Well, if you look on a package of uh, Clorox, I believe it is, Clorox disinfecting wipes, they protect them against the human coronavirus. So, if you're worried about your door handles or anything like that, just get a pack of those, wipe them down, boom. Don't have to worry about it no more. Literally, it's that easy. 
Um, I generally tend to keep my daughter home when I know she's sick. <coughs> if she's got a low-grade fever, she stays home. That's the way that works. Um, when we take her to school the next day or when she's better, it's like, okay, what happened? We let them know, and they're like, oh, so nobody, no, nobody else is going to get sick. We kept everybody else from getting sick. That's the big point. Um, let's see, is there anything else I'm missing? Um, we're having a wild weather switch. We were at 76 degrees yesterday here in Wichita, Kansas. And tomorrow our high is supposed to be not even 36 degrees. So we're going through a wild weather swing. <coughs> and um, I'm also being asked to draw out a tattoo for... Uh, somebody my wife knows, I don't remember them too much because they were a lot younger back when I last saw them. And my memory's not that great with uh, people I haven't seen in a really long time. And I only saw sparingly at that. But, uh, yeah. That should be interesting, doing a tattoo, uh, drawing out a tattoo. Um, catching up, We, my wife got done watching the L Word Generation Q. I would not recommend that to everybody, but if you're a part of that community, go ahead and watch it. Um, I found it too much of a, tr I found it too train wreckishy at the end with this, with the other subplots that were in it. And if, in case you haven't heard, it ends on a, cl on a cliffhanger. A really bad one. I'm still working through the, um, uh, the Marvelous Miss Maisel season three. And I've started watching Picard, or Star Trek Picard, because I find, I was, a, I, I grew up watching the original series, and then when uh, The Next Generation came on, we started watching that, and now I just like watching it, because it, it, le it leaves a bunch of Easter eggs in, and I go on YouTube the day after and look up the Easter eggs that they've found, and end up finding a few that they missed because they're not paying attention. And this is only after watching the episode like once I can find more Easter eggs in them. I love the way it's written. I love the way they're doing it. Um, the the visuals are fantastic. Now, uh, I have watched, uh, on, on the Star Trek note, I have watched Star Trek Discovery. And it, I, I asked somebody who watched the entire series who's kept up with it. And asked them for a particular episode that would be particularly hard-hitting. And they gave me an episode, and I watched it, and <clears throat> I wasn't revulsed. I wasn't revolted. I wasn't spewing vitriol on it. It just wasn't my thing. And no, it wasn't for the gay character. It wasn't for uh, some, of the, uh, some of the other weirder stuff. But some of the stuff in, the, uh, in that series is so convoluted that it's... It, it just doesn't make any sense to have it in there. I understand they have a gay they have a gay couple in there, and they actually seem pretty good. They have a decent chemistry on the screen, even though in the episode I watched one of them got their memory wiped or some weird thing. But yeah, I'm assuming if we make it to uh, being in that era of humanity, gay and uh, being uh, being gay and married won't be such a huge deal as like. Okay, you're gay, so what? But that's, honestly, right now, that's the way I look at it, is, okay, you're gay, so what? You can be unhappy or happy just like the rest of us, you know? It depends on how your marriage is in the first place. <coughs> but, 
But, um, yeah, I would suggest uh, Star Trek Picard. And if any of you don't watch TV or anything like... If you don't watch TV or movies a lot because you're distaste for it... Well, I've also, I've also listened to a bunch of audio casts, you know, uh, podcasts, all that kind of thing. I've listened to a bunch of it on my time off from doing this because, honestly... This podcast got planned 10 minutes before I <coughs> started recording. That's how quick, that's how fast the planning went. <coughs> I literally don't have that many words written on. I have like not even half a paragraph for the words written down. So I've been just going at this jauntingly. <coughs> <coughs> but I find that content is important. And as far as... Uh, I listen to a bunch of people who people are uh, who other people are telling me are independent, and then I listen to their podcasts. Like I listen to one guy's podcast. I've listened to quite a few podcasts in the past two weeks, and these guys who claim to be independent. I've looked up the articles that they're talking about or the videos they're talking about, and I've come to find out that they are instead of being independent, they're actually partisan. They're leaning towards. One party or the other, and typically, if <laughs> if a news article um, or reporter tends to lean too much uh, too much on this, try to discredit or uh, misinform a certain party, then I discount it as being partisan and partisan reporting. Like when they call uh, when people are when certain reporters are calling Democrats. Crazed lunatic, uh, crazed leftist lunatics. I stop paying attention. I read like a paragraph in, and then once I get to that kind of shit, I tend to ignore it because it's partyist. You're only Republican-minded. If you look at a, if you read an article and it says that the Republicans are just being retards who are afraid to look at things a different way, no, that means you're a a a, 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 a partyist yourself. You're leaning towards uh, towards the majority of the Republican Party. And while I do think the Republicans need to have more of an open mind and let evidence be seen and hear from witnesses, I don't think they need to be stonewalling everything else. I mean, yes, there is a limit to things. And I don't really give a damn, like I already said before, I don't give a damn if Biden testifies or not. If Biden and his son can't keep themselves from being charged with uh, whatever kind of corruption, then screw them. Throw them out. I don't care. Hell, I don't like Biden in the first damn place. The man's, uh, When I go to listen to somebody on the podium, when they trip over their own damn words so much that it takes them a full 30 seconds to talk, I worry. Give me a second. I have to take a drink here, audience. Uh, like I was watching the Democratic debate. Uh, I was listening to the last Democratic debate. And yes, I did say listening. I didn't watch it because I didn't want to download pay for CNN. Because I could just as easily listen to it on iHeartRadio, which aired it for free. Now, uh, here's where the story really gets chilling and stupid and weird. Of all this nonsense, you got Joe Biden 
And this is a guy who, by all accounts, looks like he's got false teeth. His hair's thinning out, even though he's trying to do a bad comb over. Now, this is a guy who constantly, consistently stammers over his own words. Like, he'll get halfway through a sentence and go back and redo the whole damn sentence because he misquoted himself. And with Bernie, I understand it a little more. The guy just had a heart attack or whatever. You know, mild to moderate heart attack or whatever. And personally, <coughs> from, my, from my neck of the woods, if you were going to drink... Sorry about that, folks. If you were going to drain the swamp... And truly drain the swamp, Biden and Sanders would be gone. Biden has been in politics since the civil rights era. That's the 60s. Joe Biden, if Joe Biden's old enough to do that and he's been in politics that long, he's a part of the swamp. If Bernie has been in office, 20 or 30 years, he's part of the swamp. Get rid of him. I, I, I don't mind so much the fact they're trying to run, but if you're going to drain the swamp of all the career politicians, get rid of all the career politicians. You know, unless they're doing something truly great for the country. And for me, like, during, during the impeachment uh, uh, crap, what I thought was funny was the, I forget the guy's name. You guys probably know his name by heart. I don't. But this guy said the president is allowed to run an investigation in an election year to help him run for office if he believes it's in the better, if it's in the best interest of America. Well, you have a billionaire who is self-serving. That's what they're known. Billionaires are known for is being self-serving. You can't. You, you, you can't do that kind of stuff and expect not, uh, not to have some vitriol thrown back at you. According to Trump, anything he does, he's going to tell you is in the national best in, in the nation's best interest, simply because he wants to do it without being questioned. And that's when you need to be questioning him, is when he says, well, I can do whatever I want. If I'm doing it, it's not wrong. Wrong, period. Am I saying that the Democrats have a truckload of evidence against Trump? No, absolutely not. Their, their evidence needs to be succinct to the point and thorough. It doesn't need to be, well, let's take it to this end or this end or this end or this end. Spending a week talking about, uh, about, talking about the theology of wrongdoing is moronic. If they need to educate all of us then we are, in fact, an uneducated electorate, and we shouldn't be voting. I am, I am a, a, an educated voter. I look up the candidates, which I'm going to do. I literally am going to do that this week. I'm going to look up all the candidates who are running on the Democratic card, look up the independents, look up the libertarians, look up all of them, to see what's going on with the political scene. And I will, if you guys want, I can throw you guys a bone and uh, throw you a little info about that, but... As for the most part, some people are blindly just going to listen to uh, uh, Trump. Some are blindly going to follow the Democrats. 
<laughs> into hell and high water. <sighs> and for me, I'm saying don't follow anybody. Do your research. I mean, I'm not saying decide with one side or the other in particular. What I want you to do is I want you to listen to the candidate. And if they hit multiple strings on what you think, if they're hitting multiple points that you like, and it makes sense, not just that you like it, but it makes sense, and you think it would help the entire country out, not just your religion or your religious beliefs or your political stance, if you think it would be better for the entire country, that's when you need to pick that person. That's what I do. I literally listen for them to say things in a certain context. When they have said certain things, then I go further into it. I may even email them. And if they say everything that doesn't, if they, if they say things that don't make any sense at all, and they don't matter, because literally nobody cares except 100 people in, on a fringe docket out in San Francisco or New York or Florida, I'm not going to vote for them. I'm not going to vote for a niche within a niche within a niche within a niche. Those niche voters don't matter a lot because there's like not very many of them. If you will have a population of 100,000 voting for one person and the rest of us voting for two other people, the niche voter is not going to really count. It's like not even 1% of the vote. <sighs> now, I look forward to hearing what, what all of you are going to, who all of you are leaning towards, or if you're going to be voting for Trump again. I. And, and to to take us take one co take a coin from the uh, <coughs> from the Democrats. If President Trump doesn't get kicked out and he gets reelected for another term, the Democrats can only look forward to one solid truth guaranteed by the Constitution. If President Trump does get reelected, this is the last term he can serve. He can only serve two terms. And that should come as a, 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 a thrill to you that if he does manage to get elected again, you only have to deal with him four more years and then he can't ever run for the president again. He can't run for vice presidency again either. If, he would, if he'd started out as vice president, he could have worked his way up to being president. But we, we all know Trump's not going to accept second fiddle. He's got to be the first string guy. That's just the way Trump is. Thank you, dear. Wife just handed me a cup of hot chocolate, so. But yeah, Trump isn't. Trump doesn't want to be a second stringer. He wants to be that alpha male out in front. And several. Uh, when I post things to Facebook, I hope you realize that sometimes I'm just posting for you guys to be aware of what he says. Other times it's to literally blatantly make fun of him. And if the president can't take a joke, he honestly shouldn't be president. President, you have a responsibility as a president to take the good. The, the glowering praise versus the vitriol shitstorm that you will create. Like me, if somebody says I'm a if somebody says I'm a piece of shit or whatever, okay, that's your opinion. You're allowed to have it. I know people come up to me and call me names that some of you probably never ever heard in your lifetimes, and I just look at them like, thank you, nice to be known for something. <laughs> but then again. Yeah, if, if any of you know me at all, you know I've gotten a reverent sense of humor, and apparently a lot of my family does too, because we all share some completely messed up uh, uh, memes. We share some crap that is like, I've shared with some of my friends, and my friends are like, 
No, you went too far. Yet everybody I'm related to is laughing at it, just like me. We're all laughing at it and sharing it. Get to my friends, and my friends are like, whoa, too far, buddy. That's gross. That's bordering on lunacy. Well, I'm already insane. Hello. <laughs> Hold on here. I'm going to burn my tongue. Very close to burning my tongue. Damn, that's hot, dear. <laughs> yeah, my wife's just playing whatever game she plays, but... Um... <coughs> yeah. Now, as far as everything else goes... I, I generally want to hear from you guys what your opinions are. I'm sure Laura Witham will make a message. And yes, I will be tagging Laura in this on Facebook. So she's going to hear her name. Sprout, I hope you're not mad that I played some of your songs, Sentiment of Weight, on this podcast. I wanted, if anybody hears it and decides to go check your stuff out, that makes you more money. I really don't have a huge audience. So it's not like I'm preaching the choir. I know of eight people I have to send this to, so... I'm going to ask them to just subscribe so I don't have to worry about sending it out, but, you know. But, uh, yeah, uh, Corey Morgan, thank you for uh, putting up with my shit during the Super Bowl and pre-Super Bowl. Jason Luce, thank you for putting up with, uh, with uh, my mouthy ass. Um, Casey Love, thank you for uh, contributing to the conversation with the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, thanks, everybody. Um Sean, uh, Sean Hamilton, I want to give a shout out to him. Um, he should be moving here sometime real soon. And, um, yeah, I hope to hear more from him possibly tomorrow because he's just an awesome guy. I'm hoping to get a re I'm hoping to maybe Skype a recipe off of him or something because uh, he is an executive chef and I would like to uh, uh, get at least one fine dining recipe down, even if it is simple for him. Just because I can and because, you know, it would be nice to try out somebody else's homemade recipe instead of my own. Ugh. Now, having said all that, and we've finally filled out enough time for me to feel like I've actually done something worthwhile today. Um, yeah. Shout out to all those people. Um, Tiffany Brooke, I'm shouting out her name. <laughs> Because I'm going to bug her tonight about making another another uh, video of her singing. Because I really think she needs her uh, uh, output. And, uh, needs input from other people and needs to increase her output as far as singing. Even if it's only a few minutes, a couple times a week, I think she would do fantastic. And if she's listening to this, which I doubt, but if she is, you go girl. I know you can sing and you can ask, you can ask most of my friends. I don't just tell everybody they can sing in fact i hate a lot of singers nowadays i have to go through and go i have to go through and listen to a billy eilish uh album because i have not heard the music yet and i would really really like to know who the hell she is because i was told she was the uh what the uh, i don't remember if it was nirvana or bush of this generation's era right now like, she's supposed to be the alternative rock of today, right now. And judging by the shockwave she's making, I kind of have to believe it. But we'll see how much she changes the world as she gets older, right? All right, people. Like I said, uh, Laura Witham, Sean Hamilton, Corey Morgan, Gregory Emmanuel, uh, Emmanuel Emmanuel. God, I keep messing up his name, and the sad part is I know it every other time. 
Jason Luce, Corey Morgan, Sean Hamilton, uh, uh, Timothy Brook. I know I'm forgetting somebody. Robert Holly, even though he, uh, Robert Holly's problem is, is he didn't. I apparently his bit, audience got too busy, um, and mine's kind of burgeoning. I got to get back on track, getting some more uh, uh, more podcasts done to fill in the space I've created. But um, I, you know, I really can't say much as far as the way his his podcast goes. Uh, you can only tell somebody so many times that uh, they need to improve their stuff. I hope you guys enjoy my podcast. And again, like I mentioned before, my podcast isn't monetized, so I don't get any money based on the number. I, I actually enjoy just looking at the numbers and knowing that I have people listening. So for all you guys who aren't subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe to it. Because <laughs> it is a little pain in the ass-ish to go through and have to send eight people the podcast when they could just listen to it. Oh, and Amy Sonster. That's one I forgot. Um, she's been cool. Um, today I couldn't get I, today I couldn't get out and do much of anything because this weather came in and grabbed a hold of my ankle and threw me for a, uh, threw me through a goddamn loop. I mean, it's just sad. I went from having a good day to last night I went in pain and I could I barely got my daughter to school in the freezing ass, in, uh, in, well, not freezing cold. It was 50 degrees, and then the wind switched, and I passed out. I, I seriously have pain issues when the weather changes, so. If Amy's listening, I'm sorry I didn't make it over to your house today to help fix the car. I, It's on my to-do list, I promise. And so far, I have yet to disappoint, uh, I have yet to break promises. And especially the big ones. I'm, I am trying to uh, get everything done. And I went and got my taxes done, so yay me. And I want to thank my wife, who is actually listening to me talk on the podcast right now. She doesn't listen to the podcast. She hears me do it. So I'm going to say thank you, dear. <laughs> she just gave me a thumbs up. I'll probably get the bird after I'm done broadcasting. But, hey, I, I still love her. When her team lost last night, I gave her a big-ass hug, so... All right, folks, um, I'll be tagging people in my throwout. Um, yeah, if you guys can, spread it. Listen to it yourself. Listen to the podcast. Spread it, uh, spread it around your friends if you need to. And have them listen to it, even if it's not their cup of tea. If they don't like, if they don't like uh, swearing or my opinion or whatever. Even negative feedback is feedback, okay? <laughs> And if you guys want, if you guys want to, after you're done with the uh, thing, if you feel like speeding through to the end, to leave a voice comment, go ahead and leave a voice comment. It's right there. As soon as the podcast is done, you can leave a message. I'm not sure how long you can leave it. I don't think it's more than a. I don't think it's for more than a minute. But if you guys want to make a video or reply audio, uh, audioly, I think you making a mini video would probably be better because. <clears throat> then I don't confuse context because you can't you can only hear so much sarcasm and those of you who understand comedy know that and I want to give a, a, a special shout out to uh, all the fans of Monty Python we took a big hit this week with uh, was it Cherry Jones dying he was the Welsh one out of the uh, Monty Python group 
his form of Alzheimer's, his form of dementia finally killed him. Died at the age of like 77 or something, but now that I've got all that stuff covered, you guys stay safe. Uh, shout out to Sprout again. I'll be using his music as the outro here in just a moment. As soon as I get everything else set up. So, goodbye my lovelies. Have a great evening. And spread the podcast around. I mean, even if people don't like it, if they tell me my podcast sucks, I still enjoy seeing it. I want to, I'd like to see the numbers go up. And, yeah, if you, if you have any friends who want to listen to some, uh, who you think might like it, have them listen to it and have them subscribe. I mean, subscribe to this podcast. That way I don't have to do that whole footwork of sending a bunch of people a podcast that you guys, all you have to do is subscribe to, you know? All right, people. Well, give me one moment here and I will send you out with some music. All right. Let's see here. Oh, here we go. And we're going to slide out with just a little bit of music, and then we'll be out of here. So, here you go.